Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll free line is open. Call us 1 800 795 You can email us at on the mark at WKOK.com. Joe is manic today, so this is all good. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, I'm just examining you very closely. I can see that. <laughs> you can text us at 70236. We'd love to hear from you and in any one of those ways that we mentioned. When we last spoke, we were talking about the importance of masking, and as has been the case nationwide and in our valley as well, there's a lot of pushback against that. A lot of folks saying, nope, you're a sheeple if you wear a mask, even though, you know, good, smart, sound science packs it up, but uh, nonetheless people say, you're not going to tell me what to do. You can't nah, make me buy Trump's insurance. It's Trump's fault. Everything's Trump's fault. Right. The sun doesn't come up tomorrow. It's Trump's fault. Right. The world comes to an I end. You're back out of the earth is flat. <laughs> Vaccines are bad. The Trump's climate fault. isn't warming, and masks don't help. Okay. Trump's fault. So Joe is here. <laughs> we invite anybody who wishes to uh, uh, talk to us. Please do so now. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open phone. We also talked about President Trump. I called it a scorched earth policy. This idea of making sure that uh, he really draws the divisions between uh, himself and uh, and his many many good supporters and. Uh, the Democrat, what is it? Democrats, terrorists, uh, lemmings, sheeple, thugs, mask wearing, thugs are in there foolish, COVID fearing <laughs> skeptics. I think he referred to them. Wow, was, what, when he did his unity speech at Mount Rushmore, <laughs> he said a mouthful there. <laughs> okay, all right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six. Oh, that is his. None of those words are actually his. You know that. Oh, right? okay. Okay, yeah, I made that. He up. speaks in monosyllabic terms, right? <laughs> you said it, not the, me. Cat gone. Too bad. <laughs> uh, he did share a tweet today that was just crazy. Oh, I, I forwarded that to you via email. Um, uh, Maybe too late for you to see it this Must morning. Have been. What was it? Uh, he tweeted a picture. I think it was in Wisconsin on a lake where there were 10,000 oh, boats. Oh, I saw that. I did see that. On yes. a Trump parade. How about yeah, that? Now, why didn't that receive any national news? Talk well, about none that. of them had masks on. That's probably. You would think they would have, prov- you know, oh, well, thousands of Trump supporters gathered, no masks. Yeah, boaters from a 11 states converged on this lake, and uh, they were just, it, it, it was so full of boats, they were going to have a parade, but they're so full of boats, they couldn't really maneuver into any sort of directed movement, so they just floated around, but it was crazy support for the president. But anyway, yeah, no reporting of that. You know, of course, his divisive remarks at Mount Rushmore were uh, widely reported, but... Uh, why are they, Why were they divisive? I keep seeing that he's pushing racist rhetoric and divisive words. He's talking about yeah, basic true. American values. I mean, we were founded on the principle of law and order. This has never been a lawless country. All right, so Democrats are the same as terrorists? That's, no, I'm not saying that at oh, all. Oh, okay, I'm, so maybe, I'm he's, maybe he is divisive. What I'm 
I'm saying is that the principles that he's talking about, regardless of how you choose to accept them, are mm-hmm. principles we've adhered to in this country for 200 years. All right. We put Democrats in the category with looters, terrorists, and thugs. <laughs> you so. keep saying that, but that's not what I'm saying. Okay. I don't. Uh, the third time, maybe it'll be the charm okay. and you'll catch yeah, on. Maybe. I don't believe Democrats are thugs and terrorists. but No, he does. I believe that law and order is very important, that oh, we can't a, have society without law right. and order. Well, that's a satisfactory ideal. I'm not arguing against that. But yet, look at all these Democrats, not all of them, who want to let people out of jail. You know, someone said, if, and I really like this one, if masks are so effective, why did they let prisoners out of jail in New York City? Why didn't they just give them masks? But they let them out of jail early because of the COVID-19. Oh, because of the pandemic. Well, So why didn't they just give them masks? I don't know. You'd have to ask them, but I, I wouldn't try to change the subject. I think if you think masks are helpful, which you wear your mask and you must buy into it because you think that sure, I, it, it's, I, it's worth it sometimes. I believe I'm protecting me, and I, out of courtesy to others, I'm willing to do what I can to protect them. I would assume probably if you're going to correlate the prison releases that took place, and not just New York and Pennsylvania as well, uh, in order to reduce the close contact. I think being in prison is probably different than just in our society. So mask is a precaution that we take. Reducing the prison population was a precaution that prison officials thought they could take for people that... No, the governors thought they could take it. The prison officials don't let somebody out unless the governor and the state, someone in the state authority lets them out. Good point. So an only Democratic governor. The warden up at, up at out. Lewisburg can't just say, "Hey, it's your turn to go home today." <laughs> I'm opening the well, door. That's federal. <laughs> anyway, the governor Whoever, has nothing well, the to president. do with that. All right. Well, all right. Cole Township. Then the governor opens the door and says, "Have a nice day." I think we could draw a long list of misdeeds by the federal bureau of prisons if we wanted to. Oh, well, I don't want to. Okay, one eight hundred seven. How do you get into prison? You commit a crime. Right. No argument there. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is our telephone number. Uh, Eric, thanks for calling back again. You were, I mean, uh, you were on the line yesterday, which we appreciated, and you're back on the radio today. Thank you, John, for taking my call. And the first thing I want to do is, uh, I think we can agree. Yesterday's uh, on the Mark show was rather heated it, to to make a point, and words were exchanged. And I, the first thing I want to do is apologize for the term I used yesterday which was a derogatory term. Uh, I understand it. I talked to Rob this morning. It was bleeded out, so we did not go out over the air. But I use that term only as an illustration of, of terms we should not be using. And I, I apologize for using that term. Uh, that, that's certainly not where I'm coming from. Uh, my point, though, is that uh, others have used also derogatory terms, which your show seems to uh, allow. And, and that's your right as, as the show. Uh, but at the same time, those same callers who use those derogatory terms were then quoting the Bible. And I find that to be uh, incongruous, uh, offensive, that you use uh, derogatory terms about someone and their, their uh, lifestyle, whatever, and then use the Bible to, to say at the same time, say, you know, you know quote the Bible. Um, my perspective is this. Uh, I'm a United Methodist. I'm a proud United Methodist. Uh, and as the United Methodists, we follow the teachings of the Bible, of course, but also of John Wesley. And John Wesley had three great principles, and they were do no harm, do good, and stay in love with God. Uh, and I believe that's what I tried to do, and I apologize if I did harm by uh, using that term yesterday. Well, we didn't hear uh, it, so, I, you know, if, if it was if it was exercised, exercised for the program, it was done yeah. over in the control room, and we don't hear that here then. 
Okay, so you we didn't hear it. Okay, we didn't okay. hear what you said. You uh, want to repeat it uh, so we know no, what it is no, you did? No, no, I'm now. only kidding. <laughs> I'm only kidding, Eric. I know, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate Eric's perspective. However, it, it does, uh, you know, if you're quoting the Bible, I'm going to make an assumption uh, that you're a Christian uh, and you're, you're actually speaking the words of God. And a lot of callers did use that yesterday to to dig into Revelation, perhaps, and and. Uh, somehow tie in the COVID virus and wearing a mask as, as, you know, beginning to bend to the Antichrist and so forth. And, and everyone's welcome to their opinion. If they actually believe that's what this is, I don't. But to, to use derogatory terms about a public official and then quote the Bible, I don't believe it's correct. Uh, that, that's my opinion. However, saying that, I did want to end on a positive message. I'd like to share with the viewers this morning that Hope United Methodist Church in Port Treverton is having a free evening meal tonight starting at 5 o'clock. It's a drive-up, uh, and we will happy to give you uh, dinner for yourself and whoever's in the car to take along home with you. Starts so at five o'clock tonight, and we'll be going until we're all all out of food. So, please. what are we having? I was, <laughs> I was trying not to be. Having, we're having chef salad and and uh, fresh fruit salad and all those uh, good salads tonight. That's what we're having. No meat. So, uh, and you don't have to get out of your car. You pull up to the church, and we'll make sure you have dinner to take along for yourself and your family. Okay. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you, Eric. Okay. We appreciate the your call. Street in Port Treverton. Okay. Today. Gotcha. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank I you. appreciate the opportunity Bye. to uh, to share. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. Yes, some folks do use the Bible. It's more of a mallet than a book of wisdom. But nonetheless, uh, hey, to each his own. That's, that's the well, world. Well, there's so many different the interpretations. And everybody who calls says, you know, if you don't believe in my interpretation, you know, you're in big trouble. You're, you're going to be awfully warm after the day of judgment comes. I, I don't know that there is only one path. Do you believe that, you know, God created just one straight path? They always say the straight and narrow path. Do you believe that? Or can you wander around a little bit? Well, I think God created one path, but we sort of see where it's, we see things differently. You know, it's like the people walking up to the elephant and touching it with the blindfolds on, you know, you know, what, what do they each one feels the trunk and says, Oh my gosh, it's, it's, it's obviously a big long snake of some kind. And the other one feels the leg and says, Oh no, it's like a tree trunk, you know? And another one feels the tail and says, no, it's just like a long string. So, uh, I, I think people go through the Bible and they don't just pick and choose absolutely positively whatever they want. But I think there's different ways to implement what is learned, a way to sort of live out the gospel and to have, you know, Christ working through you. That That is really subject to interpretation. Well, we discussed before, how many different Protestant denominations are there? 160 or something like that. There's Catholics, there's Jews, there's Mohammedans, there's uh, Zoroastrianism. There's no shortage of religions. People who worship a deity at all. Right. So, I mean, you know, who's who's right, who's wrong? If we all believe the same thing... Um, you know, maybe we'd all be doing acting the same way, but everybody interprets it a little bit differently. They interpret it according to the way they were brought up, what they find in their personal truth. You know, I, I, we've had callers that say, I read the Bible, I believe every word in it is literally true. Um, you know, th- yet there are inconsistencies in there that they accept. Faith is faith, and if you have it, fine. You know, you're welcome to, to it. And I, I think most people that I know who have faith are happy people. We invite folks to call in. We are uh, 
sort of picking up right where we left off yesterday. So we invite folks to call 1-800-795-9565 if you have an opinion about this. Uh, Floyd, uh, George Floyd's, the transcription of one of the body cams was released where you hear the uh, the man struggling, talking for a long time about the fact that he couldn't breathe and the officer indicating that if you can't breathe, then you can't talk. So that he didn't buy that. No, he said it takes a lot of oxygen to do all that talking. Right, that's how he said it. But uh, the bottom line is, he said, "Well, if you if if you can complain this much, you can you can stay there, and obviously you can breathe." Uh, another officer I talked to yesterday said, uh, it, just based on a cursory examination of the evidence that's out there, police should have done CPR immediately when they realized he was unconscious. Sure. And of course, they declined to do so, and it was uh, you know, five to ten minutes later until some CPR was applied on, on an ambulance. Well, but let's be honest. That officer could have said, when he said, I can't breathe, for the second or third time, the officer could have said, listen, I'm going to let you up, but if you misbehave, if you act wild again, you're going to be right back down here. He could have done that. Well, and you can see in uh, Washington Post shows a video that was uh, shown from one of the store security cameras across the street uh, shows two other officers were on George Floyd also. The one that you see is in plain sight in front of the main video that's going to out there from individuals. But there's, yeah, right, that's correct. And But two other officers are holding him down also. I would invite folks to go to the Washington Post. I know folks think it's a skewed paper, and I don't read the article, whatever you do, because you won't like it the way they wrote it. But they did compile video based on uh, the, all the available video, that which is from body cams, which is available, security cams, police cams, um, cameras from the uh, store across the street, uh, the Cup Foods, I think the name of it is, and uh, they cobbled it all together and put it on a timeline, and the time limit is, you know, it's about 10 minutes. But uh, fascinating to see what, what happened. It gives you a different perspective on what the police did. I'm not saying that they are absolutely innocent. This idea, I really agree with uh, the observation that maybe CPR should have started sooner. But um, it gives you a different perspective. You, you see all the different opportunities that George Floyd was really resisting. And uh, that wasn't shown by the woman that showed him on the ground. You know, so does it? none of that is penalizable by the death penalty so that you know this is definitely a tragedy all around and is there a manslaughter charge that would be appropriate maybe but uh, it's it's a different perspective when you see it from beginning to end from the time the store owner says to police i've i may have counterfeit calls police and then goes out and f- starts to talk to the individuals to george floyd or to uh, the police? Uh, yeah no uh, george floyd plus his uh, he had some people with him at okay. the time they sort of got you know discarded by history afterward but he was with three people so we don't know who they are or what they were doing there. uh the police know who they are they're mentioned in the video but they they, they no longer become a, a main character in any of this discussion all right we have open phones call us now if you'd like to discuss this or anything else we have one caller waiting which we'll go to shortly uh, we want to make sure that everybody's aware of a good sponsor. We invite you to do what I have done. Go to sunburymotors.com, see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, and Hyundai vehicle line of brand new vehicles. And it's not going to be too long till the 2021s are in. And that always means two pieces of good news. If there's some element or upgrade in a 2021 that you want, that'll be here shortly. But it also means they're going to be giving away Fords, Lincolns, Kias, and Hyundais, so to speak, because uh, they do, they're one of the uh, the big incentives that you get throughout the year is to move a vehicle that is uh, slowly being replaced by the newer model. So visit Sunbury Motors.
Motors.com. Pay attention to those prices. You'll get a end-of-model-year discount, uh, so be please pay attention to that. They also have hundreds of vehicles in pre-owned inventory that are literally in perfect uh, condition. And if you are not in the mood for a brand-new vehicle just yet, well, then go to the Quick Lane, uh, get your car serviced, inspected, get you pumped up with nitrogen, get your body work done. You can get towed if you're having trouble moving from place to place, and they will just take Super Deluxe Extra Wonderful Care of you at the Sunbury Motor Company. Again, make the start of that visit at sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We've had a patient caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. Dan, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Hey, good morning, fellas. Well, you know, the most exciting by far, the most exciting adventure I'm having in my life is the life with Jesus Christ and his holy word. It's far above anything anyone could offer. When when Christ found me, I was completely lost. And he made the difference. The first difference he made, I knew my eternal destiny. I knew I wasn't going to burn in a place designed for the devil. That's, uh, you're kind of off topic here this morning. We we were focused on some other issues. Do you have well, any? You brought up. You, well, you okay? When I get on, I'm. You always tell me I'm off a topic. But <laughs> Eric brought up about God. Well, he brought up about yesterday about someone who quoted the Bible using a very derogatory term about the uh, State Secretary of Health. He wasn't talking about the Bible per se and religion per se. He was talking about the fact that he found it incongruous that somebody who claimed to be a Christian would use such a derogatory term about another human being. And the intersection of faith and current events. How often often do these people do bring up derogatory statements about our president and yet you you don't mind that a bit you eat that up like candy (laughs) and you love it but you know about this you can say anything about our president who half half the people I know that are Christians believe he is one and you can say anything. You what don't the other have half to be- respect him. What do the it's other half that- believe? You said half your friends believe he's a Christian. What do the other half believe? They believe he's on his way. He has lots of great friends around him. He has pants, uh, pants 
Mike Pence is a born-again Christian, very outspoken, and we believe he's on his way. He has millions, and I'm not exaggerating, I, millions of people praying for if he's not converted. I just talked to a friend last evening, and he, he said, Dan, he's a Christian. He said, why would he do everything for the Christian community like he's doing? And I, I kind of agreed. I said, I, I, I believe you're right, but I said I'm not 100% sure that he comes out and says, I've been converted to Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And I believe that'll happen. He's a, you know, they don't, people come on here and you let them go on and on about Trump. Well, there's a a different level of uh, disparaging remark. Well, it's a it's a difference between politics and religion. This show is about current events. There aren't too many current events about religion, except whether or not there are church services this Sunday and how you. Per- but that gets into how you personally believe. And then if someone doesn't believe the way you do, then they want to call in and say, "Well, he's wrong and I'm right." Uh, and it, and religion is a very personal thing. I know, Dan, you believe that you're on the right path, and the book you read is absolute truth, and everything in it is absolutely correct. But not everybody believes that. And not everybody believes that they need to believe that to get to heaven. And not everybody believes in heaven. But everybody believes that Donald Trump is president of the United States. And a lot of people believe he's doing a good job. And a lot of people believe he's doing a bad job. You know, if we stand here and debate whether or not Christ is good, that's not a a current events program. Well, also, there's a level of derogatory remarks. We wouldn't let anybody come on the show and call the president something that is so foul it has to be bleeped you know and and i think you can describe adjectives like you like we can show that the president doesn't tell the truth all the time which that's that's a factual statement but when you call him a liar that's a derogatory term that uh, it shows really intent to tell something that's untruth so but i i think that's an adjective that people can use i don't think it's offensive to call somebody a liar i just it's you know it's not the nicest term but uh, i think it describes the president at times. So I, I think different people hear words differently, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, we're not going to let people call, uh, use uh, disparaging words. names, right, mm-hmm. curse words or ultra disparaging uh, sort of, uh, how would you? Um, well, well, that's a, right, an ethnic slur. Or ethnic slurs, right. We're not going to yet people use those. Hey, Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. You're allowed you allow people to call Trump a, a racist, a, a, what, all these big words that you, you let him, you let him call him a woman hater, a misogynist. You know, uh, You're talking about misogyny and things like that. Yeah, misogyny. All them words that I wasn't familiar with till pre- President Trump became president. He's he's the most hated president that's ever been. Maybe since Lincoln. <laughs> I doubt that. And and you and you love palling on him. I doubt whether there's any person in your news organization that voted for Trump. I bet there's not a one. Oh, I guarantee. Yet, you. I guarantee you there you, is. <laughs> I bet you part no, of I'm... you claim to be conservative. I know how yet, the women vote around here. <laughs> yet, Joe. 
you won't okay. make a conservative vote, yet you claim to be one. All right, we got to move you on. You didn't Dan. vote for Trump. But see, that's the same you thing. That's the same. That's the same yet thing you as claim re- to be a conservative. That's the same thing as religion, Dan. Thank you believe you, Dan. one way, somebody believes a different way. Uh, I believe a third way. That's the way the world is, and we don't all believe the same thing. Mike, you're next up on WKOK. Thanks for calling in. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, I have on account of my situation. I have to stream news from all these uh, things, other than the. Well, anyway, that's how I get my news. And it was reported this morning that by a vote of uh, 40 to 20, uh, the Republican committee in Texas uh, uh, decided to uh, to go against the health officials there in Houston and, and have a, a live uh, convention down there to nominate uh, Trump for the, the presidency. This is the Texas and convention. That's in Houston, though, right? which is having the worst outbreak of the virus, one of the worst ones in the country right now. And the part I thought was funniest or most interesting, it's not really funny, is that Abbott, the governor, and a guy named Daniel Patrick, are you familiar with him? Yeah, he's the lieutenant governor. Yeah, he's giving a virtual, him and the governor are giving virtual speeches to a live convention from the hermetically sealed safety of their living room <laughs> while insisting that 6,000 delegates go cram in, into an, an auditorium and uh, Have I missed something? I thought, I thought the Republican convention was going to be in Florida, not in Texas. This is the Texas Republican convention. Yeah, just, that, okay. Okay. just Texas, okay. 6,000 people. He's the guy that said that he'd, he'd give up his life to bring... Uh, Normalcy back to Texas and reopen the. Uh, Mike, we're going to have to. I guess he doesn't care about the lives of six thousand. Uh, Mike, you're going to have to call back. Delegates. You're going to have to call back to finish your point. We got to take a break for the news, but we'll be back. Call back, Mike, if you want to finish. Yeah, please do. Sorry about this. We ran out of time. You are listening to On the Mark on News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. Enjoying open phones. Hope you are too. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in, and uh, we'll be back. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On the Mark. 1-800-795-9565 is our open phone. We've been talking about the intersection of faith and current events, death of George Floyd, COVID-19 mask wearing, and other topics. We have some emails. We'll read those on the radio. But we invite you to call us now. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com or text us at 702. On the market, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Pennsylvania's Senators Bob Casey and Pat Toomey are encouraging residents to follow Governor Tom Wolf's universal masking mandate despite continued pushback from Republicans. Casey's a Democrat and Toomey a Republican. Uh, agree with uh, 
the state governors, the Pennsylvania governor administration, uh, that uh, mask wearing is scientifically sound and is key to keeping our economy opening. Toomey said, quote, as the Commonwealth continues to reopen, mask wearing has taken on increased significance as studies continue to affirm that masks help slow the spread of coronavirus, unquote. Uh, Toomey, who notes that he supported the recommendation since March, said, quote, put simply, wearing a mask is an important step that we as Pennsylvanians can take to protect one another, as my mask protects you and your mask protects me, unquote. Of course, <laughs> that's Kevin barking out orders in the hallway there, if you hear that. Uh, the U.S. Secretary, no, check that, Pennsylvania Secretary of Health, Dr. Rachel Levine, signed an order in July mandating masks in public when social distancing isn't possible. The rule expands upon guidance in April that requires residents to wear masks inside businesses. Enforcement remains a local decision. There's been no local enforcement of any of these laws that we know of. State Representative David Rowe of our area was a part of a joint statement that came out of the State House saying GOP members of the House are criticizing the administration for mixed messages on the masking issue. Again, not arguing the science or the point that it's wise to wear it now, just saying that in the past there have been some mixed messages, but of course now the governor is 100% clear on the masking topic. And speaking of masking, when it comes to school in the fall, students will be required to wear masks in public schools. Many individuals say they'll switch to cyber charter schools or some other form of schooling, but uh, the state says K-12 through schools, cyber charter schools, if they uh, do some of their studies at a single building, private and parochial schools, Mennonite schools, and all education in Pennsylvania will be conducted with students wearing masks. It applies to any child two years of age or older. The only exceptions include eating and drinking uh, when individuals are spaced at least six feet apart. You can read more about that at WKOK.com. State Senator John Gordner says the General Assembly has been busy in Harrisburg for the past few weeks and says Republicans and Democrats worked together to pass 13 bills in the Senate unanimously. He says five of those bills address police reform. One requiring uh, law enforcement background investigations so that uh, someone does have misconducts in your history, that someone that's looking to hire that person will know of their background. You can hear more about uh, the policy and legislation uh, that did make it to the governor uh, on the WKOK's podcast. Uh, Gordner was on WKOK. Well, tough news. If you love live music, you're losing some opportunities. Brad Paisley, Chicago, and Pat Benatar uh, postponing, uh, not canceling, but postponing. <clears throat> uh, their concerts until next year. Those uh, were scheduled for this fall at the Bloomsburg Fair and will instead be held next year. You can hold on to your ticket or get a refund. And as for the COVID-19 cases locally, 11 new cases in the Valley, still low by national and uh, some state standards. Um, 11 in the Valley. Allegheny County had 230 new cases. Philadelphia County had 90 new cases, according to the latest numbers. And it looks like the Washington Redskins are about to get a new name and logo. There's word the team is going to remove all Native American imagery before the start of the season. The NFL franchise announced a thorough review of their name after several big sponsors started pulling out of deals with the team. ESPN says the name change is expected to be announced soon. 
We have open phones. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. Uh, we have an email in basket that has one individual on it. and or, Well, there's others, but the one is timely. And then the text deck is free. So 70236 for text. On the mark at WKOK.com for email. And 1-800-795-9565. Email, Joe. Right. Um, this one I, I kind of hesitate to read because... We don't have to read it all. Okay, I'm, I'm going to drop out part of it because it's just as offensive as some of the things that were said yesterday. Your poor excuses for the Bible thumpers who call the show on a regular basis was pathetic. They are liars, hypocrites, and phonies on an enormous scale. I never bought anything they were selling. On the mark is totally lost. Signed, Tom. And we've got a caller waiting. Van, thanks for calling in. You are on the mark. Good morning. You know, Joe, you say about there's many religions in the world, which no doubt there is, but by definition, there can only be one almighty God. And I know there's many claims to that, but the one that has proven that he is almighty God is the Lord Jesus Christ when he rose from the dead. And a question I have for you is, you know, universally, there's a name that is used as a curse word, and it's not Muhammad, it's, it's not Allah, it's not Buddha, not Confucius, it's not any of these religious leaders, but it's the name of Jesus. And the thing with Jesus is he was very narrow in what he taught. He said in, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes unto the Father but by him. The salvation is only through the Lord Jesus. And I know you can believe anything you want, and it may seem harsh to people to think there's only one way to heaven, but when Jesus came and suffered and bled and died, he did it because he loves us. And those that reject him and reject that sacrifice that he made for, for each of us because of his great love toward us, then there's only one thing left, and that is a fearful condemnation of standing before Almighty God in our sins. How does that intersect with current events? Savan, how does that intersect with current events? It it intersects with current events by what Joe said about there's inconsistencies in the Bible. And the thing with the Lord Jesus Christ, he intersects with time. He divides time. You know, our calendar is based upon his birth. And in the future, he says he's returning. And current events in the Bible, and I know you are woefully ignorant of, and I don't mean that in a condemning way, but I'm just saying that there's many things... <laughs> you mean it in the also. good way. <laughs> but, no, in the loving no, way. Nicely I'm woefully just, ignorant. <laughs> You're too stupid to even understand that what I really mean, Mark. Mark That's how bad Mark, it is. You, 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 tell, you tell callers that we're misinformed. You say that, and I, I don't think you mean that in a disparaging way. I, I, maybe you do. And I know, I know Rick that called in the other week you know, nailed you guys pretty hard because you do snicker and laugh and mock and stuff. And I'll tell you what, you're on dangerous ground when you mock the Bible. And as far as inconsistencies in the Bible, there is none. And you may think there's some, but the reason you think that is because you lack understanding. And the reason you lack understanding is because you haven't been born again. And the listeners that have been born again and have the Spirit of God in them understand what I'm saying. And as far as any disparaging terms used yesterday... The reason you didn't rebuke me for saying what I did when I called uh, Rachel Levin Butch, the reason you didn't do that is because of your ultra-disparaging term you used by saying people are jackasses for not wearing masks. And I noticed, too, that that 
the audio for yesterday is not online, and I just wonder oh. if that's used such a disparity. Well, that's a mistake. There's nothing wrong with the audio. It should be there. I'll I'll, I'll get on that. Yeah, I did. Po- I, I tried to post it, but my, my, it's kind of touchy. But I'll I'll make sure that it gets up there. Have you ever seen Inherit but, the Wind, Van? No, never, never saw it. Okay, one, one of the classics. It's from the Skokes Monkey Trial. It's taken on the Skokes Monkey Trial, and there's a classic scene in the movie, and it was played out in the courtroom between William Jennings Bryan and uh, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of the attorney. Oh, help, help me. Who was that famous? Clarence Darrow. And, you know, he points out that there are, you know, inconsistencies in the Bible. He asks uh, William Jennings Bryan questions about the inconsistencies. Not everybody is going to believe the same thing. If that were the truth, every Protestant denomination, there'd only be one. So you all have a slightly different view of things. Catholics have another view. You know, who's to say that who's right and who's wrong? I mean, a lot of all the Christian sects believe in Jesus. Well, <laughs> They don't believe in the blood atonement, though, and that's that's the key thing. You know, there's, there's, the Mormons believe. Well, in you just Jesus, said but not you Jesus, just said I believing believe. in Jesus was the key thing and accepting his sacrifice. Now you're saying it's blood atonement. That's well. I'm saying if that I believe Mormons, in Jesus, I believe in that, whether I'm a Catholic or whether I'm a an Episcopalian. Well, let me let me ask you this, and Joe, what do you think a person has to do to get to heaven? What do you personally believe? I believe he has to believe and lead a good life. He has to have faith. And he has to lead a good life. And that, and that if I say a man has to be born again, what does born again mean to you? And Jesus right. said well, that. You have, have, have to wrap up, man. Van, 30 more seconds. Go ahead. Well, I'll, I'll give Joe the time to answer. What does born again mean? Accepting that Jesus came to earth to die for your sins. And if I'm a Christian, and I am, I believe that. Well, that's pretty sad. Now, do I, I'm right. also a Catholic. Does that mean I'm not going to go to hell because I don't believe exactly the way you do, or I'm going to go to hell because I don't believe exactly the way you do? Well, I, I think that if someone's born again, there's to, to them the Word of God is precious, and the Lord Jesus is precious. And I don't, I don't know your personal life. I don't know if you use the name of the Lord Jesus in vain, but I no, know a I lot don't. of people that say they're Christians <laughs> and yet use that name as a curse word. And ultimately, God God is going to be our judge, but ultimately also, Jesus is the only way to heaven. And for you to say there's inconsistencies in the Bible makes me question, really, do you know the Lord Jesus? <laughs> right. You're the decider. Right. I've never met the guy. Right. You know, I can... Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. <laughs> really appreciate the call. Thanks for checking in. So, in other words, if um, you again, if you don't believe exactly as I do, you've got a problem. Well, yeah. Well, let's see. One of our listeners sends us a note. Kook. Does did Jesus know this guy is speaking for him? <laughs> Probably not. Mike, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You get 60 seconds. 60 seconds? Oh, Dan no. Dan and Never mind. Like Never mind. He, the great Christian he, sign-out of 2020 on your show today. He thought you were calling again, but you, this is a first-time uh, call. Uh, yeah, you well, go- you wanted me to finish my point about uh, Daniel Patrick, lieutenant governor of of the brave... Lieutenant Governor of, of, of Texas spouting off earlier to CNN a, a, a month or so ago that he he died to, in order to keep the uh, but yet he got six thousand uh, delegates coming to a a, a convention that he's going to speak to from his hermetically sealed basement uh, virtually now instead of if he's so brave and willing to give up his life for the cause why isn't he there in the middle of the uh, convention? With the delegates, is my point. 
Well, isn't your own you personal? What I'm, I, I do, but isn't your isn't your personal safety your decision? If I choose to go to a place where I know there are going to be six thousand people, is that on me or is that on them? I think it's on me. If I choose to stay home and say I'm going to address you by yeah, virtual I'm, means, I'm, the, the subject here is his hypocrisy. Uh, a month or so ago, he was willing to give his life to open up the economy to normalize uh, life in Texas. Well, you want to hold him to that, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Does he have the strength of his convictions or not? Well, unfortunately, he didn't get the a part of the deal that he agreed to. He agreed to do it if Texas would go back to normal. Texas hasn't gone back to normal, so why should well, he no, sacrifice his life? Because it was a complete failure. I mean, Houston is probably the hottest uh, spike increase in, in the country right now, well, and I'll that's make, where they're going to have the convention. I'll make a deal with you. If, if Texas a hot spot. If Texas suddenly gets all well again, and he doesn't isn't dead, we'll do something about it. (laughs) And to be clear to the audience, we're talking about, uh, just to be clear, we're talking about the Republican uh, convention for Texas uh, it's being convened for Texans, not the National Republican Convention, which is going to be held in a stadium in Florida. Republicans voting on the Texas uh, convention. I thought I already made that clear. Well, you did. did. Five minutes ago. We're just reiterating in case somebody missed it. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, we get interrupted by the synod of 2020. I'm sorry. (laughs) The what? C-Y-N-O-D. Synod. We're people to get together and decide what's going to be believed and put in the Bible and what's okay. going to be taken out. You've, you've heard of that, I'm okay. sure. Synod. Synod, yes, okay. We, we right. got you. But, I, well, I'm going back to say the governor didn't get the part of the deal that he made, and Texas is not all well, so he's got every right to go on living and change his mind. Yeah, I, I didn't say the governor. The, the governor never never said that he was going to give up his life for the Texas economy. I'm talking about the lieutenant governor. Oh, okay. Well... Who is also going to give a speech virtually to the attendees of this convention. Fair enough. Okay. All, All right. right. Well, Thank you so much, I, I guess you could say he's a hypocrite if that makes you happy. And, and you know... <laughs> well, certain... I mean, uh, it used to, did, didn't hypocrisy used to have a negative connotation? <laughs> yes. Until <laughs> I mean, politics that, well, they took were, it over. some 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 badge of distinction now if you're a, <laughs> a, a hypocrite <laughs> a republican or a conservative what, what's up with that that's funny well i don't think all republicans are hypocrites i don't think all democrats are Uh-oh. hypocrites well right, they're we the ones i on. like to point out because that's pretty much how i feel about it most of the time obviously. all right but thank you thank you thank you excuse no. me but this is the height of hypocrisy he should be there with his with his folks he should be there with his True believers, shouldn't he? Yeah. Well, when talk we about hypocrisy, go. let's talk about Joe Biden, who is now signed on to almost. They just cut and pasted things out of Bernie's campaign platform for the Democratic <laughs> convention. So it has to have broad appeal. It certainly <laughs> doesn't have charisma, so it's got to have broad appeal. All right, we're going to be talking about uh, this and many other topics shortly. Uh, we thank uh, Mike, our good caller, and uh, we are going to have another caller when we return. But we have one open line, so if you wish to. Vac- 
take care to fill that. 1-800-795-9565. Got a slate of callers waiting. Got an email pending. And we will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way. And then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. Joe, let's uh, sift through a couple of emails real okay, quick. Uh, yeah, Obama was way off about that clinging to Bibles and guns thing. <laughs> there is time to get some gun calls in yet today, and ironically, Stan's on the phone. You're on the mark, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't instigate this. Mark did. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he sent me the email. <laughs> right. Uh as far as, you know, background checks, yeah, they're, they've gone through the roof for firearms purchases. In a two-week period, from a 14-day period, and I did paperwork, there's been 12,527, according to my numbers, because I, from, from what I know, they're, the numbers they give us are in sequential order. So that's my starting and ending figure has been 12,527 in 14 days. So there's over 300,000, according to the numbers you sent me, that were purchased, you know, done whether there was purchases involved they could have been background checks for a concealed carry too in those numbers that's a lot of people can you imagine why i think people are nervous because of the pandemic and unrest well there's something even more interesting about this you know mayor Lori lightfoot in chicago when she was questioned about and as response to black lives matter all the blacks killed in chicago every weekend and she said the mayor was clear the news report says the mayor was clearly frustrated and said there needs to be renewed focus on stopping the flow of illegal guns and the pipeline from indiana police took 173 more guns off the street this weekend on top of hundreds more in the past two weekends. But later on, when she talks, or she's asked about President Trump offering to help, you know, to control the problem, she said, well, if he really wanted to help, he'd support background checks. Well, if the problem is the flow of illegal guns from Indiana, how how are background checks going to help that? They're not. I mean, that, that's why they talk out both sides of their mouth. Uh, I mean, if, if people are crossing the state lines from Illinois into Indiana, and I don't, I'm not sure how they're, you know, buying guns in Indiana because you can't purchase handguns across state lines. That's that's federal law, state, and, and no dealer will sell. So if a person from Illinois is going into Indiana, then they have to be using carrying some sort of Indiana identification to purchase a handgun. Now, long guns different different thing, but most most of the murders are committed with hand. So those handguns. They're being illegally purchased and sold by on the black market. Well, that's already illegal. I'm sorry. That's you know, there's laws against that 
people, when these people say we need more gun control, more gun control, there's already laws to prevent. Well, it doesn't prevent anything. It's just a law. The only thing you can do is charge somebody when you catch them. There is no law that prevents anything. I'm sorry. Just the way it is. Okay. Okay. Am I, am I correct on that? Do you know of any law that prevents anything? <laughs> yes. The uh, masking law prevents the spread of coronavirus. <laughs> All right. The little All joke right. there. Yeah, no yeah. law prevents so, you anything. Know, it, it, you know, there's a lot of background checks. But, but what I did like to see, though, is the people that were denied... They're actually prosecuting or going after reporting, you know, turning them over to local law enforcement for, you know, uh, investigation and possible prosecution. What do you think? And there was some. I was going to say, what do you think would actually get illegal guns off the street? Is there anything we as a country can do? Because I think that's a much bigger problem (laughs) than than the other (laughs) stuff that the left is leaning on. You know, what 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 can we do to get illegal guns off the street? Mass incarceration. I can hear (laughs) him thinking. You probably don't want to hear what I have to say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Mass annihilation. I asked the question. If you catch if you catch a dealer, all right. Now you got the people using them. They got those guns from somewhere where they stole them or bought them off a black market corner guy, you know, sell them out of the trunk of his car. If they catch the guy selling them out of the trunk of his car, if he resists, they put him down. He puts him down. He'll never sell another gun out of the back of his car. I know that's that's pretty severe, but somewhere, somehow, a message needs to be sent. Because obviously incarceration doesn't send a proper message. Well, the other problem is they're not incarcerating when they're letting people out of jail committing more crimes because of a virus that they say, you know, these people are at a high risk being closed up in the cells, but they're telling everybody else at the social distance to wear the mask. I agree with that. Let them in jail. You know, in jail, they're in a controlled environment, at least they should be, so they can control what happens. So they test all the, if If nobody comes in and out of that prison, how are they going to catch the COVID? Yeah, but people are saying that's racist because you're locking up black people. <laughs> and the staff and vendors well, go in I'm and sure out. there's white folk in there, too, and Asian folk and, 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 and Hispanic people. So, you know, it's racist as of what? That's what I want to know. All right. Okay. We got you, Stan. Thank you so much. Thanks, Stan. Thanks for Appreciate calling your in. call. Thanks for being yep. a fabulous listener. Uh, Eric, you got 60 seconds of fame. Go right ahead. I just called back because we need a different name here. We got Van and two Dans and a fan and <laughs> but uh my, my rebuttal to a van is since he chose to use a derogatory comment again, uh Van you and I'm calling him out because um because it's what he said. Uh he you chose to use that derogatory comment for Doctor Levine again. Uh by Van, by you saying that, you're invalidating everything you've said about the Bible. Because the most important message from the Bible and the words Christ used was love, love and acceptance of others. But so I think they will. I think they will tell you that you can love the sin, but hate the uh, love the sinner, but hate the sin. But you think by, by using that comment, though, you are not sending a message of love. Okay, so so using it in a loving term. Uh, by derogatory uh, Dr. Levine, that that's done in love and Christian respect, because by using that term, he will he will enlighten Dr. Levine and bring her to loving uh, knowledge of Jesus Christ by using a derogatory term. Is that is that is that? The I see where you're going, case? Eric, but I just think <laughs> hard to rebut what you're saying. But um, I just think I'm going back to my original point because I know yeah, my I time. Uh, my original point is you cannot use derogatory terms and uh, and then have a message. A message of the Bible is not 
is not, uh, you know, everything is true, everything absolutely is, is written. The message of the Bible since in the New Testament, which refutes a lot of things in the Old Testament, is Jesus' message of love. The greatest commandment is love one another as yourself. It's the only thing I can think of since Dan is, believes in the Bible and also uh, is using derogatory comments, is he must not love himself very much. So, I'm, uh, this, Who knows? This, uh, okay, I'm only, thank I'm you. I'm only going where... Uh, my thought process takes me. If right. you truly believe in the you. Bible and message of love and chooses to use those comments, then by Jesus' own words, he must not love himself very much. You're uh, very understandable that you could draw that conclusion. All right. Thank you so much. Which appreciate that. Reiterates my point that not everybody believes the same thing. <laughs> uh, Bobby, we are doing exactly what we're not supposed to do. We're arguing about religion. Um. You know, from being around the broadcasting business, as all of us uh, have, and of course, at one time the FCC, uh, you know, required stations to air uh, so many many ch- church broadcasts. Of course, that, that that's when I started. In that, uh, like I say, one of the reasons I wanted to call here, uh, when I was in sixth grade. In uh, Chickalemi, and that Mr. Neal was the teacher, and at that point, some of the parochial students uh, were going from St. Michael's between St. Michael's and Lords. And that, so they were in public school. So he taught about the Apocrypha, the uh, the book, you know, the books between the New and Old Testament. And up until that point, I never knew that there was a difference in the Bibles. And right. yeah, okay. yeah, all right, so well, good I, to know. Yeah. So keep yeah, that as, far, as there. Yeah, Maybe and as far more... as like Joe being, you know, in you know the. You know, being being brought up in the Catholic religion, I mean, you, you know, the story of the Maccabees and the wisdom of Sirach, that Mr. Neal taught that the Bible was a history book. He says, don't, you know, as far as religion goes, that's one thing, but it's the history of, you know, of, of I can say the history of the world. What, was it in a comparative religion class or part of social no, studies? No, 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 it was just in a history class. Okay. That's an odd one. Okay. That is odd. Yeah. All, right. all right. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. Yep. Appreciate the call. We have open phones. Wow. First time all day. All four lines are open, so call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You can do as one individual is done. Joe, uh, upper right-hand corner. So the mayor canceled the convention yesterday due to the high COVID rate. So our earlier caller was... Right. Uh, I think I actually knew that. I just you? wasn't piecing two and two together. Okay. Yes. Uh, too much so the Texas canceled... Conference has been canceled. Right, in Houston. In Houston, okay. All right, and then this is a longie, uh, and then we'll take the break. Says, good morning, Mark and Joe. Two thoughts. One, yes, the fact that we have to wear masks in this situation, a pandemic, is challenging for all of us. But look at it this way. Consider the fact that in some countries, they constantly wear masks because of different kinds of pandemics. Number two, with regard to Trump and federal funding for schools, can Trump legally tell schools to open or we will take away your funding? It seems to me that no. He doesn't have the power to do that. However, looking at this on the other hand, maybe it's a good thing that Trump says this. As we do need to open public schools as quickly and as safely as possible, it will help get the students back into a sense of normalcy and education can continue. Although keeping everyone healthy is no doubt the number one priority. The school districts in our area seem to be doing a great job in preparing a safety plan for when the kids come back in the fall. So kudos to the local superintendents for good planning. 
Right. I agree. Right. What they're going to do is when the students come into the front door, they'll put them through the metal detector, and then they'll wrap them in bubble wrap and seal them with that storm seal stuff that you see on TV that well, you spray on them. I heard they, they give had them a little a, air tube. I heard the National Pre- Association they roll them of, down the hall to their room. The national president of the Pediatric Association yesterday was on TV, and she said, and I think she made it quite clear that there's more here than just the physical health of the kids. There's their emotional health and their well-being and their socialization skills. Calling for a reason to be in school. Well, she's saying, she's not saying that, you know, she's saying there are compelling reasons to get the kids back into a school setting. And she's not saying do it unsafely, you know, on a, but I think, I don't think we can just shut everything down. Uh, the, someone said Dr. Fauci's now saying that in these states with spikes, they should consider shutting down again. I think what we all need to do is consider how we do things safely. And if wearing a mask is required, then let's wear masks. I didn't read this yesterday. One of our fine local police officers sent me a text and said, nobody gets COVID without their permission. Meaning the way that you get it is to go out and circulate and go to the store and go to places and go to uh, uh, parties and bars and and restaurants (laughs) and places where there's people that potentially have it. So what about that? Well, as I've said so many times, each of us has our own responsibility to take care of our health and the health of those we love. Okay. Nobody you know, gets COVID without their permission. I, I think thought. that's a good point. I think you, you actually put yourself in a situation where you can you get can it. Choose. Or you keep yourself away from that situation. Gotcha. All right. 1-800-795-9565. I think we've exhausted the emails. Uh, oh, one oh, more. Oh, no. It said, it was very disturbing to listen to self-proclaimed Christians question Mark's involvement with his church and then uh, hurl. hurl hate speech at names at Dr. Levine. So much for the prime directive from Christ that we love one another. Hey, man, thank you for that. Every, everyone noticed the irony, of course. All right, one 800 We will be right back. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Stan nailed it on the head here when he said, just as everyone interprets the Bible differently, everybody's definition of derogatory term is different as well. Now what? Now well, what do we do? We're in trouble. <laughs> right. But we have a lot of words that are not on the margin. They are over the margin, and we don't let those on the radio. Uh, who's and they were clearly defined for us by George Carlin. <laughs> no, not those words. <laughs> These are other words. Oh, okay. All uh, right. Uh, Dick, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in from Milton, PA. You're on the mark. Well, I, I found this rather interesting in the last several days. You know, I think they gave out like $3 billion in that the uh, government gave out in that, uh, I think it was around $3 billion the, the total. PPP with, loans. With all, yes. So anyhow, now, because the CDC has, has made the guidelines for opening schools too expensive, Trump doesn't want to do that. He wants to cut. So what he's telling me, that given Kanye West money and his, and, and his son-in-law money, and they all got money because I saw the list, they all got it wasn't that $600 a week either. It was in the millions a lot of them got. So in other words, that giving them money was fine, but, but putting money into schools to keep the kids safe is not a good idea. Well, he gave, Nancy, too expensive. gave Nancy Pelosi's husband some money there, too. You forgot look, him. Look, look, I know you were going to go there. And I understand he gave a lot of people the money. He gave Obama some money. By, by, but, he, but he gave himself money by, by, in backdooring himself by, because he gave, his, he gave some of his hotels and stuff money. I'm just My point is they gave out $3 billion dollars but now, but now it's too expensive because the CDC wants to put a little extra money into making the school safe for these kids to go back. But there are two different that things here. Thing. The PPP money was to keep people employed. 
that's, I that's what it was that. for. My point being is money is money. It, when he's telling me it's too expensive to spend money on kids to get them back in school. That's my point, Joe. Well, they okay. will. They'll come up with money for school. But the, the, the head works. of the Pediatric Association yesterday was talking that it's harder for kids to get the disease, it's harder for them to spread it, that's and that they're not as greatly at risk. And this is, this, a, is, this, has been, this has been debated on and on and on and on about kids. Now we've got 20-some-year-olds infecting each other and... and it, I'm just, I'm just telling you that there's a lot of things involved in this that you don't want to admit, and, 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 and Trump won't admit, because now he threw, the, he threw the guy that knows the most about this in maybe in the whole free world under the bus yesterday. He doesn't even want him around anymore, making statements, falsely. Right. That's my point. But he was quoted... Because Dr. Trump, who went to Trump University, <laughs> knows more about medicine than anybody now. And, and that's my point. My point is, money is money, and he doesn't want to spend money on kids... Opens, he wants the schools open but doesn't want to give them extra money. But they spent $3 billion here a few, a few months ago. That's my point. Was he talking about extra money or was he talking about taking away money from schools that don't open? I thought he was no, talking no, no, about no, that. No, 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 no. He said that the, the cost of the CDC, oh, the, the, the CDC their, guidelines. Cost, their guidelines were too okay. expensive to, to, to enforce. Now they're going to come out with new ones. Okay. He said the cost of the, the CDC guidelines to open these schools was too expensive. Or the masking and, and six a, foot. This is a guy that, that gave out $3 billion several months ago. That's my point. Truly. Okay, well, it's kind of apples to oranges, but it's your, your point, and you're entitled to it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank, appreciate Thanks, call. Dick. Appreciate your call. Dan, you get a minute of fame. Go right ahead. Hey, good morning. Following up on Bobby D's good call, the Bible is prime, in the, as far as history goes, the Bible has mostly... Jewish history, primarily the Jewish history of the Israelis from Genesis 12 on up. It's not a book for religion, Joe. It's a book against religion. A close study of the scripture will show the Bible teaches against religion because religion will not save you. Only Jesus Christ will save you. So it's not a book teaching for religion. It's a book teaching against religion. The Bible teaches in an absolute truth of Jesus Christ. So then you have no religion? No, I have no religion. Okay, I got you. I have Jesus Christ, and he is my Savior. You go to church? You mentioned that. Does he go to church? Well, I'm curious. If you have a religion, you go to church. If you don't have a religion, you don't go to church. Moving on. Thank you so much, Dave. Joe, you you know, you're not saved by your church. Your church can lead you to hell. Oh, okay. My church for 20, the church I went to for my first 24 years was sending me to hell because they said, you be a good boy, you do good. And people reinforced me. They said, Dan, you're a good boy. You're doing good. So I woke up and heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, and I realized I was a bad person. Where'd you hear it? I heard it. Well, you know what? First of all, I was convicted on your radio station Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings when you people and that was a religious broadcast. That was Foster Furman. And I watched Billy Graham. And Billy Graham had a religion. He he had a church. 
That was a religion. Yeah. Church isn't necessarily a religion. It's an assembly. Okay. It's an assembly of people. All right. Okay. We got you. Well, we're out of time here, Dan. Thank you. All right. Take care. You guys have a great one. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Thank you so yeah. much. All right. One eight hundred. I guess I'm going Oops. to hell. And I'm derogatorily <laughs> laughing again. Are we both going there? Because uh, we don't believe well, the no, way you're Catholic, you're part of the one true religion, so you should. Well, be yeah, but I don't believe exactly grounds. what Dan and Van believe. So I mean, Van says but I'm see, I'm in trouble. They aren't the deciders. Okay, <laughs> we have a, somebody else who is. Well, the they they certainly seem quite sure they are. Well, I th- I think they have a lot of evidence in their remarks, but uh, they're still that doesn't make them the decider. They, that just evidence isn't proof. All right. Uh, oh my gosh, four. <laughs> How did we get four text messages? We went. I don't know. Let's see where they are. Okay. All right. Um, masks are a minor inconvenience for most of us, and they have a big return on the investment. On the other hand, it's a lot to ask of small children to wear one all day, and even more to ask of teachers to enforce it. We need to look at risk versus gain. Also, health officials are really missing a grand opportunity with everyone obsessing about disease. Heart disease kills over 600,000 Americans every year. Why not encourage both children and adults to get out and get some exercise and adopt a healthier lifestyle while you have a captive audience. Excellent point. Well, Absolutely yeah. excellent well, point. I, but I think they do encourage us to get some exercise and eat right, but that doesn't mean we do it. Um, and masks are the same way. You're I do. I get exercise. I got out in the fresh air. I love being out. I love exercising. Bye. <laughs> we'll take a quickie break. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows you vehicles worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark, 1-800-795-9565. I guess we can read the email. All right, the email is from Mike Bowling. It says, the money handed out by the federal government to help people via U.S. stimulus was a bill approved and passed by the Democratic House. Right, Good in a matter point. of days, super fast. But it's more fun for our caller to say that Trump passed the money out. <laughs> and Trump gave it out. It wouldn't have been money to give out if the Democratic House hadn't passed it. Well, and it, yeah, right, it was to keep people employed and keep businesses from closing. And I would suspect that the Democrats, well, that wasn't really his point. His point was that, you know, that was money spent then, but now we don't want to give extra money to schools but to stay safe. But I think safe. they are talking about money to school. I think uh, CARES 4 has money in it for schools. Well, the fact that someone told me, I don't know whether it's true or not, or I heard it on the media, that <laughs> so it probably isn't true, that the feds only provide about 10% of the money school districts get. So they really don't have a terrible amount of influence on them, do they? 
Right. Another listener says says uh, President Trump did not give out the money. Congress passed three different bills and are contemplating a fourth. Also, the president addressed the cost of the CDC's criteria to open schools and asked if there was a better, with safety involvement, way to lower the cost. Right. And distancing is going to be a big part of that conversation, according to uh, those folks. But Thank it's you. more fun to say that Trump doesn't want to give anybody <laughs> Trump, money. <laughs> Trump's being grumpy. He doesn't want to help schools. Grumpy Trumpy. Uh, Ron, you're going to get uh, two and a half minutes, and so is the next caller. Go right ahead. Okay, thank you very much for a chance to comment. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to um, slap the Bible because there's enough hand marks on it this morning. Um, but I'd like to um, just comment on the level of negativity in the press. I, you know, I, I was a long watcher of CNN until about five months ago, when every single headline online seemed to be negative and. I guess that's what I see is the basic um, problem in all this is that if I read enough of the press, the Democrats are trying to capitalize on the negative. It's all negative. It's all what people are doing bad. And uh, if I if I play that game uh, and I you know fall to the it's it's either racism or it's the president or something else, then I would say, well, July is White History Month, and I would go down a negative road too and get into the negative, which I don't want to do. Um, the conundrum is, how do you unite a country in the middle of a pandemic? I think that's the basic problem. How do you bring people together when you have a disease that says, don't put people together? And that's the reason why I think we need to support our president, is to bring the country together, no matter who the president is. And I'm disappointed in the rhetoric by the Democrats trying to capitalize on pulling us apart while we have a president that's trying to bring people back to school, bring education and an economy back. I just find it unpatriotic what the Democrats are doing. That's my comment. Well, you can bet that if he were pushing to keep the schools closed, the Democrats would be on the other side saying, well, what about our children? They won't get educated. They'll be left behind. Right. And so for our children and for our families and for the country, I'd love to see us pull together and capitalize on doing something positive than constantly trashing the current president to try to get a Democrat reelected. If you look at history, that never works. Biden will not get elected. I'm voting for Trump. All right. Okay. We got you. Fair yeah, enough. You and everybody else. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling well, in. Well, about that last caller, uh, first of all, uh, Trump's entire campaign was saying how terrible America was. In fact, his whole uh, inauguration speech was about how terrible America was. Not unlike Obama's when he took office and was blaming everything on George Bush. So, so, so I guess uh, he shouldn't have voted for Trump last time, but he is going to this time. And as for Dan, he doesn't have religion. So I guess he's not. His beliefs aren't covered by the First Amendment. He should think about that a minute. Interesting point. <laughs> it's just it's just free and speech in his spare when time. Trump, like I said yesterday, Trump, when Trump wants to uh, do something that's uh, that he doesn't have the power to do, he's perfectly willing to browbeat and threaten. But he doesn't do that about the. He's doing that about the schools, but opening the schools, but he's not doing it about uh, the standards that his own department recommends before opening states up. 
didn't take away their money or anything when he was doing that. Okay. So, and then, Joe, I wish you'd stop making up things about what Democrats would say if. <laughs> uh, Why you guys make up things about Republicans? Up schools, whether uh, I, I'm sure they would support Trump in that, if that was his reason for not doing it. Name me one time Nancy Pelosi has supported the president in anything. Uh, she has a couple times. They just don't come to mind. Well, they uh, they voted. As I say, they just don't come to mind. It's been passed in the law in the last uh, two years. What passed the House, and it didn't pass the House without Nancy Pelosi's support. So there you go. No, I mean where the president wanted to do something, and she came out and said, "I believe the president is right." Well, she she recommended when he was for the what the standards were when he made his list of standards for opening states. She was for that. It was Trump who backed away from it. Well, I don't remember it that way, but you're entitled but to your that's opinion. That's the way it happened. Okay. Trump had was supported his own uh, his own uh, uh, administration's recommendations for opening until he didn't. Nancy still supports the, that list. Has she come down on any of the governors for not following it? Any of the Democratic governors? Has she said a negative word about any of them or suggested they do something differently? I think, no. Uh, most of the Democratic governors have followed it. No, I don't believe they have. Look at Newsom in California. He let the beaches open up and then got a spike going out there. No one's criticized him. Oh, I think they have. I haven't heard Nancy Pelosi say a word about him. Nancy might not have, but uh, you said nobody. Oh, okay. Well, I meant nobody in the <laughs> Democratic leadership. You I haven't heard words there. You know, I haven't heard Chuck Schumer berate him. I mean, let's face it. This is but, a pandemic, uh, and it's it's, yeah, it's uncharted territory. And, uh, he can declare a national emergency. He can do the Defense Act to get all the PPP, which we're running short on again, uh, going. But he hasn't done that. Okay, well, all right. Thank call you tomorrow. So much. Finish your thought, Chris. Call earlier in the program. Okay. You get more time. I appreciate that. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Joe, have a great elongated weekend. See you Monday. I appreciate that. Joe gets a retirement lengthened uh, weekend, but he'll be back on Monday. Tomorrow, Ben Reichley and I will enjoy a calm argument. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. Time for the Dan Patrick Show.